0: OK, so hello and welcome to this special episode of Brits on Flicks. Joining me today is a very special guest indeed. I really want to thank him for joining us. Uh, and his name is Divian Ladwa. If I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Divian. I have pronounced that perfectly. Excellent. Uh, So we've got Divian Ladwa, who, if if you've not been paying attention, just happened to be in one of the best films of last year. Uh, This year, if you're going off UK release dates, but he was in my top five for the year anyway. And I think he gave a cracking performance, so absolutely delighted that he can join us. Uh, Divian, Uh, (laughs) I must say, uh, given that acting is one of those professions that kind of subjects you to ritual humiliation and constant rejection the first question i must ask is
1: what the hell got you into acting <laughs> um that's a good question um i think it's just it goes back to being about maybe four years old um something that i wanted to do as long as i can remember uh, i love watching films uh, i watch all sorts of films um I have very early memories of watching films like Terminator and Alien. Um, these films used to come on ITV, and uh, they used to get interrupted by the news. Um, uh, my mum used to do this <laughs> this uh, night shift, um, and uh, my granddad would try and have me in bed by nine pm, and um, I'd pretend to fall asleep, and then my mum would come home uh, having finished her night sleep uh, her night shift, and uh, I would down the stairs and she would make me go back to bed uh, but when there was a good film one um, both of us would sort of get absorbed by the movie and um, that sort of telling off to go to bed would sort of get sidelined and we'd both be engrossed in, in whatever film we're, we're watching uh, and back in those days a, a movie like Terminator or Alien would really really grip you you know so yeah, I guess I I just I just wanted to grow up and um, either be a machine from the future or or go into space and and kill aliens and the only way you can do that really is is to be an actor and and be in films. Um, it's it's not the it's not the usual answer I guess with people saying they went to to see a Shakespeare play and decided that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's not like that, but um, we did go to see a lot of plays in school, uh, lots of West End stuff. Um, and they were always just uh, very amazing.
0: With that in mind, which filmmakers have inspired you most over the years?
1: As a kid, um, you you never really thought about the director. Uh, as a kid, you you always uh, thought more about the story, and I guess when you look back, you're, you you realise you're thinking about the the characters, but without realising. So when you're in the playground playing out these these roles, um, it, that that is almost like a a character analysis of of how he'd shoot a gun or or you know if you're playing uh like you've got your your dirty harry um reviews that you're doing at the moment so you know messing messing around at home with a toy gun either pretending to be Clint Eastwood in um a, a cowboy western or or dirty harry uh it, it was almost a a child's character analysis if you will Um, So the filmmaker thoughts didn't come until a lot later, Um, probably not until I started looking at international films Um, and started watching um, films by people like Kurosawa, uh, Studio Ghibli. Uh, And then it was like, then you started thinking more about uh, filmmakers and and directors Um, looking back uh, movies from the eighties, uh, obviously people like James Cameron and Steven Spielberg, uh, all, all the type of movies we watch when we're we're at that age, um, tend to have names like Steven Spielberg attached. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me now, uh, as an adult, I, there's still something about Kurosawa films and, and Studio Ghibli films that that I adore um, uh, more than more than any other, to be honest.
0: Wow, excellent, yeah, uh, I get, uh, just kind of getting into Curaçao myself to be honest, i just watched High and Low fairly recently, which is a absolutely cracking film, um, so do you have a wish list at the moment of the uh, filmmakers you'd like to work with now that you're getting into the whole acting gig, do you, is anyone on that wish list?
1: There's been a few people on the wish list, um, Lynn Ramsey's uh, on the wish list, um, uh, new a new new person on the wish list is um uh Barry Jenkins who did moonlight mm. um, yeah there's some there's some really good filmmakers out there um uh the guy who did the film drive um, oh, yeah. that that sort of stands out I think some people look at it and say there 's not much going on but the the framing i mean i don 't know much about framing but there is something about it that appeals to me and the score as well that they used in that film. Um, yeah, there's plenty of, of directors. Um, Steven Spielberg still making movies, so I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe my childhood dreams will come true or something.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, get, moving into Lion, which, like I say, one of my favorite films of the year. Um, what was your What was your process for that? What was the audition process for that? How did you How did you end up getting the part?
1: The audition process, uh, if we go right back to the beginning, um, uh, they, they had a, a casting director in Australia. Uh, her name's Kirsty McGregor. Uh, and I guess what she was doing was, uh, in the original first stages, I guess she was using herself and her team in, in Australia, uh, auditioning people in New Zealand, uh, Sydney, Melbourne. Uh, then they had someone in India looking for people uh, uh, they had someone called Shaheen Beg in the UK. And they had um, uh, whoever they had in, whatever contacts they had in LA and New York. So the first audition, um, I kind of knew Shaheen Beg was, was auditioning for this film, but I didn't know much about it. Um, I kind of knew about a month or two, uh, for a month or two. And then uh, my friend Montz, uh a girl who used to be in Ashes to Ashes, said, could you help me auditions from kids for a short film I'm doing? Uh, You get to meet Shaheen Beg, And I was like, well, I'm not too fussed about that, but I'd be happy to help you. Um, And then a couple of weeks later, um, I was called in for a lion. Uh, I don't know if that's coincidence or not, or whether it's just uh, luck, I don't know. But um, that that was my first uh, route into being seen. Um, that went okay, I guess. Um, they probably auditioned lots of people that day um, on previous days. Must have sent the tapes off to Kirsty. And then the next step was to meet Kirsty when she came to London. Uh, then that seemed to obviously go well because they forwarded, forwarded that stuff to Garth. And then uh, Garth wanted to, to have a chat on Skype, um, so we did that. I spoke to him for like a good hour which is very rare to have a chat with the director before he auditions you. Um, so, yeah, that by then it was, like, you know, really heating up. It had gone from having a completely outside chance or, you know, close to nothing to, you know, you're coming down to the wire now. Um, and then uh, he flew to London. Uh, I don't know who, how many actors he saw while he was here, uh, but I went to, to see him, uh, and I auditioned for a good... Good hour and a half or something. Um, I did quite a few scenes that you see in the film, and quite a good few scenes that that didn't make it in the end. Um, and then they said, "Will you come back again? One just one more time, uh, an audition with Dev as well." Obviously, wasn't going to say no. <laughs> so
2: I was
1: like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, anytime," you know. Um, and then I went back to um, audition with Dev, and I think I was with I was with all of them for a good couple of hours. Uh, maybe, maybe more, um and then I left like quite exhausted, and I just let let go let it go, you know, because um, they were still going to New York and they were still going to l a they still had other people to see um so by then i don't know it had been at least three or four months um from the first one to that one, so I was just like,, Phew, this is exhausting, uh, I wish I get it, I really want it. Uh, there's nothing I can do now. that was the last one, so I just sort of let it go um went went and met up with my mates and told them a bit about it and then we just carried on watching the football and just left it there and that that was the audition process. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nerve no wracking they make you jump through hoops <laughs> but at least oh, yes, you get there. definitely definitely <clears throat> so your character um is N- nantosh briley uh really troubled character he's he's kind of like the the brother that maybe isn't quite as clean cut as dev patel's character he's he's got some issues uh i he he clearly has some mental issues going on in the film but from what I remember, those issues are never clearly spelled out. They're not. They're not given a name, shall we say? They're not labelled. Um, so, within the process, were you told specifically what his condition was and what was the what was the preparation for that? How did you kind of become that? Because there's some pretty tense moments when he when he goes off the
1: rails. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean. I- I think uh, sometimes we we sort of uh, uh, give someone a label and say this this is the situation. But um, I always think of things in multiple factors. Um, yeah, he he does have uh, problems. He does have issues, um, and there's a lot of them. I don't think the film does spell it out, but it, and I'm glad it doesn't. But um, when you watch it, maybe you watch it for the second time. Uh, you'll be able to sort of piece together what happens throughout the whole film, not just with him, and, and you'll start to realise what he's he's been through. Um, I don't sort of want to discuss it too much for people that haven't seen the film, but then again, for people that have, some people are slightly unclear. Um, but uh, it, it is it is a, a, a tricky one, it, it is a difficult one, um, uh that's that's what i would refer to as the dark side of the film um it it is a film about hope but but there's there's uh, a lot of problems um in india uh and around the world uh dealing with uh, various subject matters um and this this is a big one uh one of the one of the things we did do is our costume lady her her mother works with um families and dynamics Uh, That families have and and problems uh, that can arise with foster care, um, uh, adoption, uh, something called RAD, I haven't looked at this for over two years now, um, uh, (laughs) relocation, uh, adjustment disorder Mm. uh, and she was talking to us about how it affects the family as well as just the individual and what the individual goes through. Um, and then uh, I was looking at various documentaries on that subject uh, and various other uh, psychological subject matters um, that deal with, with what Mantosh has. Um, and what you see uh, the young actor Keshev do uh, when, he, when, when we meet Mantosh for the first time, uh, that's no dissimilar from what you see children do in, in documentaries that deal with this subject. Um, I don't know how that boy um, performed like that. Um, it, it was quite amazing. It's almost as though he, I don't know whether he had seen it himself, um, or uh, how how Garth uh, directed him. But um, what I saw, the footage I saw, not just in the film, but the the stuff they shot that day, was no different to to what I was seeing it in in the documentaries.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like when I watched the film. I never I never get the sense that Mantosh is a bad seed or anything like that. He's like clearly troubled. He's you know he's he's essentially been taken from his home for whatever reason. Those you know those reasons might be valid, but that 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 does something to you, doesn't it? It's obviously going to do something to you. But I I think I think it's portrayed very well in the film. I think it's absolutely brilliantly handled from all concerned. And I do get the sense of a fully rounded character. You know, it's, it's not someone who you ever feel judgment towards. You feel a lot of sympathy for this guy. Um, and, and it's just, it's those family dynamics. And particularly, there's a scene around a table. You've got, obviously, David Wenham, great actor. Dev Patel, in his own right, great actor. Just got the BAFTA, fantastic news for him. Um, and Nicole Kidman, who is kind of like royalty in Hollywood. She's you know yeah, she's yeah, yeah. I think she, I think she's had four nominations for Oscars now and one win. So yeah, um incredible actress and and that this that scene around the dinner table just felt so real to me as as a family unit. I I just absolutely 100% believed in those performances, in the in the in the family dynamics, how did you guys? How did the four of you come to that place where where you where you were this believable family? I guess is it all there in the script? Is it the direction
1: or? or... I that's um, yeah. You know what that that was like the first thing that we shot um, uh, in Australia. So. Um, how we managed to convey that um, having just like you know assembled as a group uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think it comes down to to goth and goth's way of of working Um, so when we arrived when me and dev arrived um, the first thing we did was hang out with goth um, we went to his family's house, um, You know, he cooked for us, uh, he took us out a lot, so me and Dev were sort of already uh, bonding, um, and then everyone else came, uh, Rooney came, uh, and Rooney and Dev had their time with Garth, and they did uh, their stuff. Um, and again, when uh, Nicole Kidman and, and, and David Wenham turned up, uh, Garth had um, the real Briley family uh, Mantosh, Saru, uh, John, Sue herself—they—they they all came along, and um, we met them, and we hung out with them. And, uh, again, Garth cooked for everyone, um, cooked for like a good twenty, thirty people. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine uh, any other director doing that. Um, but he just sort of—I uh, guess he just sort of created this this family uh, dynamic. And uh, when I was referring to the the costume lady's mum. Um, when when she was talking to us that was like our first uh, rehearsal day if you will and we were just sitting around a table um, just like that family scene uh, and even then uh, Garth had already placed where we were sitting around that little exercise table and it was exactly like in, in the film um, so I was sat on this side and Nicole was just to my uh, right uh, Dev was opposite me and David was in between um, and we were just chatting and listening and uh, listening to how um, how these families are affected, and what was quite difficult with this film, I think, is um, to convey twenty years in just a few family scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's that's a, a quite a challenge, um, but I think uh, you know by then we had sort of learnt enough. Um, and we had sort of played around together and, and hung out with each other enough to com- be comfortable in each other's places and spaces um, and understand the complexity of that family dynamic.
0: Excellent. Um, did you ever get a chance to meet the real-life Mantosh Briley?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, where, so when they when they uh, came to that that big lunch that we did, um I went and met um Sue, uh John and Mantosh uh, at their place. Um, the real Mantosh actually lives uh closer to uh the main area of Hobart, and the family live on the other side of of the harbor um so yeah uh, I met him um He was quite relaxed um very very nice family, very welcoming um they they have like uh dogs and parrots and stuff that uh, quite quite um animal friendly um, mm. taking taking care of their their pets um, uh, nice lovely home um so I hung out with them for the morning uh, and then in the afternoon late afternoon, they came over to that that like you know barbecue thing, whatever it was, mm. um playing c- cricket with the the kids that had just arrived from india um, and yeah i think uh, to be honest with you I think everyone me. Mantosh, uh, Sue, I think everyone was just excited to, to meet Nicole Kidman, to be honest with you. What was that we all, like? Uh, well, I had already met her, so um, but at the same time, um, everyone was having their photos with her, and I, I just felt a bit <laughs> awkward because I, I wanted to have my photo with her as well. I still haven't had my photo with her. But, uh, Some, they,
0: they say never meet your heroes because it can be disappointing. Um, how how was it to to share that that time with someone as obviously a huge name like Nicole Goodman?
1: Well, going back to watching films as kids, um, I I vaguely remember movies like Hotel Bangkok and and uh, Vietnam. They used to have those TV dramas that used to come on, um, and. Uh, I remember watching. I don't know why I used to watch a lot of Jerry Bruckheimer films. <laughs> um, so she she was in one of those. Um, yeah, I think maybe as a kid I probably fancied her quite quite a lot as well, <laughs> which I didn't tell her. <laughs> but uh, um, that's probably why I feel so awkward when I'm when I'm around her. Um, uh, yeah, she she was cool. Uh, she was really cool. Um, I've been quite a big fan of Dev's as well. Um, and he became a friend very quickly. Um, and then there's David Wenham, who, um, in Top of the Lake, I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I just think he's an amazing actor. Um, I've got a DVD of The Boys, which is a really old Australian, not old, but like you know, twenty, twenty odd year old uh, Australian, low-budget film. He's really good in that. Um, I think most people know him as Faramir from Lord of the Rings. So yeah, yes. um, I'm still in touch with with old Faramir, you know.
0: <laughs> got him on speed dial.
1: Yeah, I got him. Got, uh, yeah, I got him on speed dial. <laughs> he never answers, but uh, I've got him on speed dial anyway. So the film's doing really well.
0: Obviously, it's pick, picked up some BAFTA wins um, as well as some Oscar nominations, and. I believe you attended the BAFTA ceremony yourself, so can you <laughs> yeah. tell tell me what that was like and um, what your favorite part of the night was
1: um, it It basically ran for like an entire weekend like the, there was a ceremony itself, but there was all this other stuff that that went before um like this like uh, pre bafta ceremony party, and then there was um Another pre-BAFTA ceremony party. One was in a restaurant (laughs) and one was at Kensington Palace. Um, So it was all just surreal, absolutely surreal. Um, And then the ceremony itself, sort of arriving to the ceremony in a car as opposed to the tube or the bus, which I would have normally taken if I was just going. Um, And then meeting someone that sort of leads you in and then people just start snapping away uh, and then you're told to stand here, and people snap away, and then you're ushered off. Then you're told to stand over there, and people snap away, and then someone comes and interviews you, and all that. Um, and then before you knew it, you're you're in Albert Hall, uh, taking your seats. Meryl Streep is sat right, right there. <laughs> that you could touch her head. Uh, to- um, Hugh Grant is just there, just out of arm's reach. Lucky for him. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's there, arms reach over here. Um, Prince Will and Kate, just over there. <laughs> um, I never been never been in the Royal Albert Hall before either. Um I kinda play Hyde Park uh, I play Frisbee in Hyde Park on, on Mondays in the summer, so I just go past it all the time. Um and I I've done a few um uh, uh voice work for uh Royal College of Animation students in the past as well. And they're there around the corner from Albert Hall. So just sort of like walking around this building for the last few years and never been inside. <laughs> First time you first time you go is for for the Baftas, mm. crazy, didn't have didn't have to buy a ticket either, so wow. quite quite chuffed about that. So what what about the
0: Oscars? Are the Oscars on the cards or
1: doubt it? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it's it's highly unlikely. Uh, I guess I can mm. ask, and I probably will. Um, but I think uh, I think with these things, it, it's uh, uh, you know nominees get priority, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. And there's so many films, uh, so many people. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have a seat for me. And it's well, close as well. They probably, probably won't fu- let me in through the airport. <laughs> Just take one look and send you back home. So.
0: You've produced some, sm- some short films yourself. Uh, yeah, it used to done that a few shorts. Yeah. Is, is that an avenue you would like to pursue further? The behind-the-camera stuff.
1: Um, yes and no. Um, I think acting is my main thing, and and if that if that's there and and, and continues to stay there, then that's what I'll do. Um, I don't think. Uh, you know, having said the names of of previous directors uh, that we were saying, uh, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it really well. You know, um, mm. it's it's not easy. Uh, the short films I made I mean they, they they didn't even have a penny in the budget um, and some people these days they're making shorts for 50 grand 100 grand uh, it's hard to compete with that type of stuff but um, uh, I do write a bit so I don't know we'll see where that goes um, my my, uh, as you may have guessed from the shorts I've made um, they're not conventional stories uh, they're not your usual there's always something slightly not abstract but there's something slightly not natural about them um so that's that would be quite a challenge to ever get anyone to want to find out something that they don't know how to sell or they don't know what it is and also creatively anyone who puts money into something is going to want to make changes to it um Mm. so yeah um that's That's a, a long ball game, and um maybe maybe in the future uh, I'll probably yeah. make a couple of more shorts just for fun though what what do,
0: what, what do you feel the main differences between the two roles that have that of the actor and that of the director
1: well the actor you're focusing on on um, a journey of of your character um you're focusing on Um, the basic storyline, whereas the director has a much more complicated role of assembling a team to put together the vision that he has or she has, Um, putting together a team that can achieve those things, understand those things, um, and then how to execute all of those areas, Uh, having a relationship with your DOP on what the frame says, uh, having a relationship with the actor so that all the actors are on the same page and, you know, someone isn't performing slightly differently. Um, uh the whole editing process, post-production process. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a big journey from the moment you get a script to the moment it's finished and then everything that then comes after the finish having to fly around the world and and be with this this baby. Um, Yeah, that's that's a complicated, very complicated, difficult job. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you'd have to have a lot of energy to do that, a lot of energy (laughs) to be a filmmaker, director.
0: So you you were also part of this TV series. You had a supporting role in a TV series called The Detectorists, um, which... it seems to have gained something of a little bit of a cult fan base from what I can tell. Oh, yeah. um, do you yeah, think detectives. there's any
1: chance of a third season coming for that? Um, I, I'm hoping there's a third season and my fingers are crossed. Uh, they've been crossed for a while. Uh, <laughs> la- this time last year I heard a rumour that, that something was being written uh, and again I've heard another rumour this year. Uh, it didn't happen last year um, so my fingers are still crossed. Um, the second season sort of reached its arc um, which is not a great sign for a third but um, <laughs> uh, you never know uh, Mackenzie Cook is probably one of the smartest people I've met in terms of of writing um, so I think if he wants to um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could come up with something really good um, that was also uh, a BAFTA winner the first season wow yeah uh, won, won two BAFTAs so yeah, I, I get a lot of people asking me that question. People, people like literally grab me in the street to ask me that. I always think they're they're trying to stop me from crossing the roads because a car's coming, but they just want to know if there's a third season. Uh, a lot, a lot of people saying, "Please tell McKenzie, um I love that show." Uh, for the sake of the sake of the people, sake of the detectives fans, I think there should be a third one. Um, get get crazy, crazy Definitely. fan mail from. Um, random places like, like farms out in the middle of nowhere, USA, uh, telling me how how much they love the the show and stuff. So yes, <laughs> I think it's done quite well on Netflix um, in the states. Yeah. So yes, yeah, definitely picked up a uh, quite a cop following.
0: So you're currently working on a film called Come and Get Me, I believe. Uh, can you tell us any details about that film?
1: That should be uh, a good uh, little British film that's going to be a comedy thriller. Um, It's got uh, a character who who basically incriminates himself uh, and uh, more or less runs away. Um, So that's where the the thriller, the pursuit of it comes in. Um, And I wouldn't say he's a bad person. Um, I'd say he's a mischievous person uh and I'm um, his cousin and um I'm um, the good person or or the, the nerd person or the geek person or you know, someone who always wants to do things properly in the right way. Uh and so this sort of clash between uh the two of them um creates creates quite a funny dynamic uh and how they try to uh create this resolution and, and keep this mischievous guy from being safe um, While well, he's being pursued by um, bad guys, police, uh, whoever else. Um, yeah.
0: Excellent. Sounds good. So I just I just want to wrap things up just with a, a little uh, quick fire round of questions. Basically, it's a, it's one of those either or. Quick answers. I, I I will give you two options, okay. and each time I give you two options, I just want to I want you to give the first answer that you that you that you would choose out of the two. Um, <laughs> so the first thing that comes to your head, I guess. Um, <laughs> are you ready?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Clint Eastwood or John Wayne. Clint Eastwood. Red or blue. Red. DC or Marvel. D.C.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, D.C. Said it now. <laughs> the shield or the wire? The wire. Connery or Craig? Connery. <laughs> chocolate or vanilla? Uh, chocolate. Night or day? Knight Kubrick or Hitchcock
1: oh um, oh god uh, Hitchcock <laughs> yeah Hitchcock
0: Star Trek or Star Wars
1: oh oh god <laughs> uh, you know what um, this is going to end my career neither of them
0: Oh, okay. The Beatles I've, I've lost are the any Rolling possible Stones. fan base. <laughs>
1: uh, I know the Beatles work more, so I'll go with the Beatles. Okay. 3D or 2D? 2D.
0: Batman or Superman?
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, I'll go with Batman.
0: The West Wing not, not Batman. Not Ben Band. Affleck Batman, though. Not Ben Affleck Batman. We're talking Christian no. Bale Batman. No,
1: no. Michael Keaton Batman. No. No, just comic, just comic book Batman. <laughs> Lego Man okay, Batman. no worries. Lego Man yeah. Batman. Okay. Uh, West
0: Wing or Breaking Bad? Uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wrong answer. But Meryl
1: Streep <laughs> or Amy Adams? <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep every time.
0: Meryl Streep every time, okay. Uh, underworld or Resident Evil?
1: Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't watch you
2: for a face.
0: I haven't seen you for <laughs> a face. That is the right answer. and is the one we were looking for. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's
1: like <laughs> late night Channel test. 5 movie, man. <laughs> That's something you come home to after the pub and you, you're not even watching it. You're just on in the background.
0: okay well listen mate it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on thank you very much for coming on um anyone who's not seen lion i strongly urge you to go out and watch it because like i say it's in my top five of the year outstanding film um so yeah divian thank you for joining me cheers man thanks for having me so yeah you've been watching brian lomax movie talk or if you're listening to this on brits on flicks you've been listening to this on brits on flicks Until next time, thanks for watching and thanks for listening.
2: Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stop and stare I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going well the sun keeps shining through the pouring rain going well the weather suits my clothes banking off of the northeast winds sailing on summer breeze and skipping over the like a storm I'm going where the sun keeps shining through the pouring rain going